0: We're at that time of year again when state agencies begin crafting their budget proposals for the Division of Budget to consider as part of the governor's executive budget that comes out at the start of every calendar year. So for some insight into how the budget sausage is made and the levers available to the Hochul administration in order to tackle a projected hole in the budget for the fiscal year that begins in April, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Freeman Klopo, who covered the Capitol for more than four years as a reporter and then spent more than seven years as a state agency spokesperson, including more than two years in the budget office. He is now a vice president for the PR firm Reno. Welcome to the show, Freeman. Thanks so much for having me, Dave. So from the outside perspective, it could seem like budget officials are only doing work from December until the spring when a budget is adopted, but it's obviously more complicated than that. Can you explain what the division of budget is up to, generally speaking, during uh, the late summer and, and into the early fall, this period that we're in right now?
1: You know, they really start gearing up over the summer to start preparing the foundation for what will be the executive budget, which is the budget the governor introduces in January. That process really starts with over the summer with an initial review of programs and spending and kind of where they are in the process and and looking forward a little bit to what are the needs going to be in in the next fiscal year and really kind of setting a foundation on which you can build a budget out of that. That's what they're doing right now. And as they work through the fall, that work definitely intensifies. They're going to work hand in hand with the, the governor's office Her counsel's office in particular and her policy team, as they're crafting the state of the state, they're going to work closely with the division of budget so that when she gives her state of the state speech in the beginning of January, she doesn't blow a hole in her budget that she has to introduce two weeks later with her proposals. So they really do them in tandem. That's kind of the process that you're beginning now and really intensifies as you get into November, December. That's when it really heats up and the decisions are getting made.
0: And how much wiggle room is there in these proposals? Because I have to imagine that a lot of the year-to-year spending is stuff that is either written into law or is expected every year, and that some of the decision-making on a year-to-year basis could really be around the margins. Or am I wrong? Do agencies rewrite the playbook every single year?
1: They're definitely not rewriting the playbook every year. They're, they're working off of kind of where they were the previous year. And what will happen is this fall we'll see division send out what's called the call letter, mm-hmm. which is a letter from the budget director to all the agencies formally requesting their budget proposals. And in that letter, the division of budget will give some direction. In the previous administration, in the Cuomo administration, every year it was a budget request. It had to be flat, 0% increases year over year. The Hochul administration allowed for some growth last year, I think it was about 1%. But we'll see what they do this year. And that's one way they can start tackling the deficit. If you think about the deficit, what it's really based on are projections going forward. What do you think revenue is going to be? What do you think spending is going to be? And there's automatic assumptions built into those projections as to how much spending is going to increase. So if you don't increase agency spending year over year, you're already tackling some of the deficit that you see there. So that'll give us a a little bit of a tea leaf reading as to where her head is at and kind of what they're thinking as to how they're going to start closing this deficit. And then after that, we'll see the mid-year budget update come out. That'll be the last time we hear from the Division of Budget before the governor's executive budget comes out. So that'll be another time they can update the deficit if they want to, depending on how the projections are. And there's also a little bit of a political decision around the deficit, too. It's a balancing act. You can use a deficit to, to help hold state spending in check with the legislature because you can't, you know, we well, have a big deficit, you can't increase spending, but you also have to balance that, particularly with this legislature, against a desire to raise taxes to, to close the gap. I think we've heard from this governor that she's not particularly interested in, in raising taxes, so I think we'll get an indication when we see that mid-year budget date come out.
0: Yeah, that is an interesting perspective that you just raised, this idea of a double-edged sword, because by one Side of things, saying we have a deficit is a way to potentially control the growth of spending, but by also saying you have a deficit, it opens the door to the Democratic lawmakers who say, well, let's close the deficit by raising taxes because the spending that we are projecting is very important. And when it comes to that second avenue of increasing spending to resolve this type of problem, does the Division of Budget? have a institutional sort of pushback on something like that. Is your impression from your time there and covering state government that budget officials don't typically like to do something like that? It's not really a liberal or conservative thing. This is just a fact of budget officers in general aren't inclined to go that route?
1: I think from uh, the perspective of the division, you know, leadership is appointed by the governor. They do follow what the governor wants to do is, is what's going to happen. Everybody has their own opinions. It is a control agency, right? So its job is to monitor spending mm-hmm. as the year goes on and to make sure spending is in line with what was planned. So from that perspective, absolutely, they're, they're thinking about controlling spending. And at a minimum, their perspective is making sure that it's in line with what the plan is.
0: And how much autonomy does the division or the budget director specifically have during the year or in crafting the budget?
1: They really do it hand-in-hand hand with the governor's office. You know, The budget is really the encapsulation of everything the state's going to do. It's the direction to all the agencies and how they're going to do it and how they're going to get their jobs done. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't note that you know, the governor's put in an excellent team. She's brought in uh, Blake Washington, from the assembly, he was the secretary to ways and means. And certainly in the budget world, he was at the top of anybody's list mm-hmm. to, to take that role on. And he's brought in some leadership. His leadership team is, is really excellent as well. So they're going to traverse that and kind of work together with the governor's office and figure out how do they implement the budget. And if there needs to be changes through the year, how do they make those changes? You know, we've already seen things come up like the migrant issue and how are they going to tackle that? The governor just made that $650 million available. That's something that's done in tandem with the budget division to make sure you have that money, it's accessible in the way that you want it to be, and it's going to spend out appropriately as well.
0: Well, I want to talk about the leadership over at the Division of Budget now, but first let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. Uh, We're talking about the budget process in New York, and our guest is Freeman Klopote, who's now a vice president for the PR firm Marino, but has spent time both covering state budgets and helping craft them from the inside. Uh, You mentioned that Blake Washington, who comes over from the Assembly to lead the State Division of Budget now, uh, is a good choice. What is it that makes a good leader of the division of budget? Is it just about getting the human calculators that are out there? Or is it about administrative prowess? Is it about your ability to function in Albany? Is it knowing where all the bodies are are buried? How do you thrive in that position?
1: It's honestly almost all of those things, which is why it's so hard to find somebody who can do it, because they have to be able to lead. They have to be able to understand the budget deeply, They have to understand how the policy interacts with the financials, and they have to understand how to negotiate with the legislature. That's a huge part of the job, right? What Blake brings to that job is as the former uh, secretary to the Ways and Means Committee, he was one of what we call the secretaries. And so the way budget negotiations work, right, is you have all these tables, these negotiating tables, you have lower-level staff at DOB and in the legislature negotiating at these tables. When they hit an impasse, it percolates up, mm-hmm. right? And then you ha- it goes up and up, and it gets to the, what's called the secretary's table, which is the secretary of ways and means, the Senate finance director, and the state budget director. And they're making a lot of decisions there. If they hit an impasse, it goes up to the governor, the assembly speaker, or the Senate majority leader. But they make a lot of decisions at that table among themselves with direction, but certainly a lot of decisions. So he's been at that table for years, and he knows what levers need to be pulled to, to negotiate a budget to its conclusion, which is really the hardest part, right? You get into those final weeks of negotiations, everything you've done up until then, everything you've said, how have you maneuvered this through the legislature, and then it's about closing that deal. Having somebody who has experience closing the deal, closing down the tables is a huge step
0: ahead. A lot of this work that we're talking about is stuff that happens behind the scenes, whether it's the negotiating, which is done behind closed doors, or it's these uh, requests for budgets and the proposals that the agencies submit to the Division of Budget. Is that the right way to craft the budget? Could there be more openness and transparency, at least in these uh, early stages?
1: There's always an opportunity for more transparency, you know it is it I would say from you know having been in there, it is hard uh, to to do everything out in the open in that like you have you already have so many interests bearing down on you, right? Every interest group in the state is bearing down on the division of budget, trying to influence outcomes. Um, and so if you open it all up, then everybody can see and they see all the sausage making. It gets very complicated as you're trying to make decisions. People are getting pushed on and pulled. And so the, to some extent, especially when you're working on, like, the executive budget, uh, it, it would be very difficult to kind of, I think, bring it together. And, and then it's, you know, when you, when you produce it, it's a very transparent document. It's got all the spending tables. You've got, you know, a full understanding of what the agency's budgets are. Could the process from there, when you start negotiating with the legislature, be more open? I think absolutely. I think there's room to open that up a little bit more and, and give people kind of a pathway into kind of where the process is at least. A lot of times it gets to the last couple of weeks and it almost goes silent, right? And you don't know where they are. Maybe somebody comes out of a, a meeting and says, you know, the speaker says one little thing and it gives you a little speck of news and pushes things in a certain direction. The public doesn't have a line of sight into kind of where they are at any given moment. And maybe there could be more transparency built into, into that process.
0: Well, what about, say, in the requests that are made to the division of budget? For example, should agencies and their preliminary budget proposals, their ideas, be made public? Should we get some sort of insight into what they're proposing? Because what we end up seeing is just what the governor has in mind for the agencies, which might be different than what the quote-unquote civil servants are envisioning.
1: That's true. Uh, you could definitely open that up. I mean, I I think that is a possibility for some further transparency. Uh, uh, absolutely. And yeah, you would see where where the requests are. But again, they're also getting a letter telling them ahead of time before they send their proposal in, this is how much you can increase spending by, right? So how much are you really going to glean from those proposals? I'm not really sure. You know, You'd have to see maybe their budget making, their plans, whatever the agency was planning over the summer to really have an understanding of what they actually fundamentally wanted versus what they send into the the DOB. Well,
0: finally, how did your understanding of the budget process change from someone who covered the budgets, worked for state agencies, to when you actually worked in the division of budget? What what did you learn or begin to appreciate about the budget process that you didn't really grasp prior to that? It's a great question.
1: I think it was eye-opening. You know, I kind of came in at stages for a couple of years while I was in different agencies. Uh, Before I was at DOB, I helped write what's called the briefing book that comes out with the budget. Then I took on the role of of the press officer there. So I kind of eased into seeing what the process was. But it's a lot more work, I think, than I imagined it to be, Uh, especially the three weeks leading up to the release of the executive budget. I wouldn't go home. Mm I wouldn't see my family. I would work through the weekends. Everybody, the whole division's doing that. It's hard to imagine that kind of effort going into something like that. You just don't realize how much work it is. Just to get the executive budget out, and then they have to go and negotiate the budget and figure out how to get it through to an enacted, it's an exhaustive process.
0: Well, luckily they give themselves plenty of time between when the executive budget is proposed (laughs) and when the budget is due every year.
1: Oh, yeah tons and tons of time yeah eight eight <laughs> eight plus weeks yeah, in some years very easy <laughs>
0: well we've been speaking with freeman Klopo. he is a vice president for the pr firm marino freeman thank you so much for making the time I really appreciate it thanks
1: for having me
0: on support for the capital press room provided by the new york state afl-cio a federation of three thousand unions fighting for working people by keeping new york state union strong visit unionstrong for more information Join us again for Capital Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.